Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number 66. Today, Andrea and I are talking about finding your passion. Let us know if there are any topics you would like to hear. Don't forget, all the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Good morning, Andrea. Good morning, Beth. How are you? I am finally almost healthy. I'm still congested. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's only been like three weeks of being sick and, you know, that's okay. It's not miserable or anything. <laughs> Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids, who've always been fairly well, my oldest has always been like a fairly late sleeper because she goes to bed late, and the baby's mm-hmm. generally pretty good. Have been waking up really early. Like we're mm-hmm. talking, it's like six a.m. and it was just daylight savings. So if it wasn't daylight savings, then six a.m. would have been five a.m. So I don't know what's going on. Oh man, yeah. I'm sorry. That's so, rough. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> At least we only were up once last night, and the night before I wasn't up at all, so that's good. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. But so, how are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, we're, Remy's still like, I'm trying to figure out if he has allergies now versus being sick. Mm. I'm like, I don't really know how you tell the difference, but he had um, some kiwi, which he's had before. But I gave it to him with, like, avocado. And then, like, the whole morning he was, like, slapping his face. And he had, like, kind of, like, a rash on his face. And he just was, like, so uncomfortable and, like, really bad diarrhea. Mm. What I didn't realize is that Kiwi's in the latex family. And we've already suspected, like, a little bit of a latex issue with him. Um, So we, like, tried not to do, like, avocado and banana together because those two are both latex. But Mm. So I don't know because now I'm like, well... I don't want to give you a kiwi again just to see what happens. It seems kind of cruel, but, like, I don't know if it was something completely different. Apparently, like, the pollen count is really high here. I don't ever really get allergies, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you want to be able to figure out it's kiwi, the only thing to do is to give him kiwi again and see what happens. Um, (laughs) I I don't know if this is true, but I read somewhere that sometimes you don't react the first time or, like, Mm -hmm. you will react later, I guess, once your body... Um, builds up those antibodies or whatever to it. So, um, yeah, good luck with that one. Thanks. <laughs> so, for our topic this week, we are going to do a two-part series, which maybe two episodes, maybe more. We'll see kind of how things go. But this is going to be about finding your passion, and then we're going to go into fueling your passion. And I just want to make a note that it's this first part is really important to actually determine what your passion is because it's really easy to be like, oh, I like nutrition. I'm going to go take a nutrition course and then I'm going to like figure out how to make that a business and kind of go from there. Hey, I'm going to raise my hand over here, right? And then realize like, oh, wait, I like nutrition, but I don't know if that, like I like it as a hobby and like I like that as like a best side job, but do I actually want to make this like the cornerstone of a business. So I think it's really important to spend some time to really figure out what that passion is before you can kind of go into the next steps of fueling fueling it and kind of going from there. Does that sound good? It does. And I would like to add that sometimes you have to do that to under, to realize that something isn't your passion. So there's really no right or wrong way. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll go into all of that, I think. So yeah, sounds good. Why don't you get started? (laughs) Sure. So I know that we both have some, a few different ways to sort of think about things. I guess I wanted to start with some some questions. And I, I have, uh, I was actually listening to Brene Brown again. I was like not listening to her for a while. And then I got a new book showed up in my audiobook library. So I was like, oh, I'll listen to her again. And one of the things that she mentioned, uh, which I thought was really insightful, was what's worth doing even if you fail? And then what would you do even if you knew you wouldn't fail? So those are two ways of thinking about like, okay, failure is often a thing that makes us not want to do things. So what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail? Or even better, what's worth doing even if you do fail? Because failure is a huge part of, of creating success. And then the other question that I wanted to ask is, who has a job that you think, that's a really cool job. I like that job. And I'm not talking about looking at this person and saying like, oh, that person really loves their job. Because even if they love their job, doesn't mean you'll love their job. But what jobs do you think are really cool? So those are kind of the the first questions that I would sort of start to think about and process. And this is not, at least for me, has never been something that I'm like, oh, that's my passion. Like, I know that I want to do this. And the other thing is you don't have to, it doesn't have to be the same thing that you, you know, went to school for. So like, I knew I wanted to be a physical therapist from like eighth grade. Now, fast forward, I'm not even doing the math later. I still love doing, being a physical therapist. It's not the thing, the basis of actual physical therapy is not the thing that lights me up, but there's the parts of it that, that really do. So things can change as we get older. So it's, it's okay to not know now and it's okay to just start thinking about it and kind of going from there. What are your thoughts on that? I love those. And I love that question of like, what would you do even if you would fail? Um, And I also wanted to like stop and just acknowledge that just because you're passionate in something, it doesn't mean you need to monetize it. So I think it might be important just for the purposes of these, this like series is I think we're talking about it in a little bit more of a sense of monetizing it, but um, you can have a passion that you do not need to monetize it. I think with the entrepreneur culture today, which I love, it's kind of easy to feel like, oh, just because I'm really good at art, I should need to sell my art. And it's like, you don't need to. Like, that's totally up to you. So just know that piece. I mean, it's you, I think there are people who have a passion and a hobby that they love and they kind of end up burning themselves out from it because they're trying to monetize it. So I, and again, I I don't think there's any right or wrong way to necessarily find that out. I think sometimes it's the doing that leads you to that realization, but just, you know, in your head, it might be helpful to figure out like when we're talking about your passion, are you trying to find a passion that you want to turn into like your full-time gig or a side hustle or like you just want a hobby that you love? Um, So there's no, again, right or wrong answer here. I think we might be talking about a little bit more in reference to something that you would be monetizing it and turning into um, a business, depending on however big you want it. But just just throwing that there in there. I I think that's a great point. And I would say this episode probably can go sort of across the board of just finding things you're passionate about, because I know that that's just an as a parent, as a mom, it's like my job is mom and that is my life. And you forget that you used to have 
hobbies or life outside of it. Or maybe you didn't. Maybe you went straight from like school to a job and getting married, having kids, and you never really had that chance to just like figure out what you're actually passionate about. So I do think that this episode is really good for that. But yes, the idea of the fueling your passion is going to go into the more of the idea of monetizing it if it's appropriate to monetize and that kind of thing. But I love the idea of, yeah, passion projects that are not, um, that are not necessarily things that are going to make me money. And those are going to be things that, um, that change, if you're going to monetize, it kind of changes some of these other questions. So I have other questions like thinking about what are you good at versus what are you bad at? Now, if you want to monetize it, you probably want to go towards more that if you're good at it kind of thing. But if you're not looking to monetize something, it doesn't actually matter if you're good at it. Like, if you like to color, but you're terrible at staying in the lines, but you don't want to sell your coloring, then you're fine. Just go for it. So that's just something to think about. So I love that point. Totally. And um, I want to go back to the question of, like, what would you do even if you failed? And just because I like to get deep, in case you guys haven't noticed, I think it is such an interesting question and like such an awesome question, but also still has layers to it because I think some people could hear that myself included and be like, well, shit, if I know I'm going to fail, like, I don't want to take that risk, you know, or like, I don't want to like publicly fail at something. And I don't think that necessarily means that that thing isn't your passion. I think that can be like a, You've tied your self-worth to the outcome issue. Um, I'm going to pull from some pop culture here. Not that I'm really good at pop culture at all, but I happen to be a huge fan of America's Got Talent. And if anyone is familiar and if anyone knows the singer, Brian Justin Crum, sorry, Brian, I love you very much. If you have not listened to him, you need to go download his because he is like a phenomenal singer. However, I cannot help but notice in his interviews that he has very much tied his self-worth to the outcome of his, like, the, the show results. And it's been, like, super interesting. They, I don't know, again, sorry, this is going to go, like, deep into America's Got Talent. They just had, like, a Champions episode, so they, like, brought on all, like, the really good people from before, and then they all, like, competed again. So Brian did not win, and he got brought on again, and... It was very interesting to look at even the people who didn't win, how many people have turned it into like, like they've been making tons of money, like selling records or like have Vegas shows and whatnot. And even people that like don't nearly have nearly as much talent as I think Brian does. But Brian really, I was kind of like looking into his thing, like has he had albums? He like really hasn't done that much. And I really think it's because, and like from some of the things he said is like, he's like, well, I just like haven't proven, I'm just like still not good enough. And it's this very interesting dynamic of like feeling he needs to like be number one in, before he starts putting himself out there. Does this make sense where I'm going with this? So it's like, yeah, it sounds like you're sort of talking about the idea of imposter syndrome. Like, yeah, like everyone out there is better at this than me. So why do I bother mm-hmm. even getting into it? But the only way to actually get out there and be your best is to take that step forward like it can be a little like sliding that foot that inch forward uh it doesn't have to be a giant leap into success it can just be mm-hmm. you got to get yourself out there or else you're never gonna know what you can do 
Exactly. And, and so I think that piece that like imposter syndrome is a great name to put on it, um, can be something that stops people from like pursuing their passion. So it's very clear that singing is his passion. Like, I think that's pretty obvious, but I think that's tying the self-worth to the outcome of like how he does on the shows and how people respond to him has, has limited him and being able to like pursue it as, whatever something so I think just somehow being able to differentiate that and I think a good way to like one of the ways to start differentiating that is like what lights you up so like I'm sure for him when he gets on stage and sings like he probably has like this or just sings in general just probably gets like this like adrenaline rush like his body feels amazing like you all know that like feeling of just like I just feel awesome right now so it's like what little things are you doing in your life that just make you feel awesome and chances are there's probably bits of your passion in there and and it can be in like little everyday things that that gets expressed maybe it's just like holding the door for someone because you really like helping people out and you know making people's lives easier um you know maybe it's helping your toddler color something or figure something out and you know maybe you have a you know a knack for helping kids out with stuff. I don't know, but it can be in these like little everyday things. Like maybe it's like helping a friend organize their messy drawer and you just like love that. And then you can go pursue something like our other guest, Amber, who organizes people's houses for a living. But it's like, what kind of like lights you up? Like what little things do you do that is just like, you're like, I feel great after doing that. And starting to pick that apart to figure out like, hmm, what in there, like, how can I get more of this in my life? I love those those things and the way to think about that. I also think thinking about the setting that you're in while you're being, you know, lit up, you know, don't take that the wrong way, guys. But (laughs) so, you know, for me, I know that if I have like a girls night where we're all together and I'm just being with people, I feel like I am on a high after that. And it just there's so much I feel so much energy. I mean, this is comes down to a little bit of introversion versus extroversion. So it's like, okay, that's where I am like recovering myself, you want this, whether it's a hobby or eventually becomes a job, you don't want to feel completely drained from it you want it to be have a positive outcome you want it to energize you and to make you feel good no matter what there is going to be parts of a job or hobby or something that you don't love like maybe you love to cook but you hate doing dishes but I'm sorry you can't cook without dishes if you want to like really explore and make that a passion or you know if you want to paint you can't paint without washing paint brushes so there are going to be always some little piece of a job that you're like well I don't really like that part of it but it's just a matter of that cost benefit is it worth it totally and if you do get really good at something and you monetize it you can pay someone to wash your paint brushes and wash your dishes so there's always that point but you're gonna have to do it at first to get there <laughs> or maybe you have a friend who will help you out I don't know <laughs> but yeah I think that's a really good point and I, I think the introversion, introvert versus extrovert thing is also a good thing to realize. Um, because if you are a huge extrovert, you probably want to figure out, you know, like being a something like what Beth and I do, you know, one on one coaching from behind a computer screen might not be something that's 
you know, that, that might, you might need something else in your life that energizes you. And it doesn't mean that you can't do that. It might mean then you just need to set up your life. So you have more outings with friends outside of work, or maybe when you're doing non-coaching sessions, you're in a, like a co-working space surrounded by people, or you go work in a coffee shop. Um, again, when you're like doing your other business stuff. So again, I think Sometimes we can get so caught up in like, well, that doesn't quite fit my personality or quite fit that. When really it's like there's always ways around things like that if there is something you are passionate about. So, yeah. So the other thing that I wanted to add, though, for me personally, so I am know that I'm an extroverted person. But as I'm looking into my passion, one of the things that I've also started to think about is what do I think about when I'm in the shower? So the shower is one of those places where you generally have a routine of what you do. So you don't actually have to think much about what you're doing. I mean, you don't generally have to say like, okay, now I'm going to take the shampoo and I'm going to put it in my hand and rub my hands around and then massage my skin. You know, you don't really think about that. So it's a really nice opportunity for you to start thinking about or let your mind just go where it wants to go. And it's almost like, in my mind, less stressful than meditating because you're not there like trying to, you know, just let your mind go and not judge it and all those things. You're like, I'm in the shower. I'm being productive. Like, I'm just going to think about. And some of the things that I think about, like, I write out paragraphs and books in my head. I start saying things that I'm going to say on this podcast. Those are like the two biggest things that I think about in the shower. So I'm like, oh, these things I'm kind of they I must be passionate about them. Now maybe they're just like the most pressing issues on my mind, but they're also I don't feel bad when I'm thinking about them. I feel good when I'm thinking about them. So I I think that though where your thoughts tend to go or wander or what you're thinking about, what you maybe sort of daydream about doing is another way to sort of look into where some of your passions lie. I love that. And it kind of goes into like, yeah, what are your wildest kind of craziest dreams of what your life would look like? And maybe, you know, I think for a lot of people, myself included, again, it's like we almost shut down those thoughts before our mind can even go there because we're like, that's so ridiculous. I could never do that. Um, You know, like how on earth, like would I ever make a living doing that? Or, you know, how would that even be possible? And it's like, we kind of stop ourselves before we allow ourselves to go there. But one, just because you think of something does not mean you need to do it. <laughs> um, but it's like, where, where do you daydream? Like, yeah, where do your thoughts go? And, and just figuring out again, like what nuggets from that are things you can start implementing or like where, where along that path uh, could you pursue? And then um, one other thing I just thought of, there's a, there's a, someone, her name's Dr. Melissa Bird, and she is just a badass if you want to follow her. She's like kind of more for like social justice, like feminism, like kind of like rebel minds, like how to get yourself out there. Um, and she's just, you know, if you are, if you're any if you're for social justice, I would recommend following her and watching her videos because she's just super inspiring. But I was talking with her once and she... <laughs> Yeah, I, I have trouble kind of saying my passion and fully identifying it. And I was like, sometimes when I think of these things, it just like makes me like nauseous and sick. She goes, yeah, that's that's exactly a great thing to follow. She's like that feeling of like, oh, my God, and like being utterly terrified, nauseous and then like excited at the same time is probably, you know, something you should think about pursuing. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but it was this very like eye opening thing because I think 
you know, I think I said it earlier in the episode. It's like a lot of times we hear like, oh, passion should just like light you up and make you feel amazing. But sometimes it could also scare the living shit out of you. And that's kind of where my struggle is and has been is that like my passions do scare the crap out of me. And so I've been slowly crawling towards them. Like I'm not there yet. I love what I do, but I know there's something like bigger that I'm heading towards. So you don't have to know exactly what it is. I love that. And I think, you know, I like to try to give like real life examples, like things like roller coasters make me think like, you know, that like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so scary, but it's going to be so fun. Or like for me, that's rock climbing. The adrenaline rush when I rock climb is like, I'm like scared shitless up there. Like, I don't know if my fingers are going to hold or what have you, but you know, or if I'm, you know, if I'm roping, you know, or if I'm uh, bouldering, what have you, but it's just like, yeah, it does. It scares the shit out of me, but I love it. And, and I think that you get that like kind of butterflies in your stomach and that just like, Oh, I don't know how it feels. But again, like afterwards, it's like, Oh, I'm really glad I did that. You know, that's what you're looking for that you do something. And afterwards, you don't feel like you just wasted your time. I think that that's something if you don't know where your passion lies, you just need to start doing things and trying things and just say, how did I feel after I did that? Was it worth my time? So I feel like I kind of do that when I'm watching a TV show. It's like if I'm thinking to start a new series, we might watch the first episode. You know, we're talking Netflix here. So you've got all the episodes all at once. You watch the first one and it's like, okay, was that a productive use of time? And, And I fully vouch that TV can be a productive use of time because we need that time to like forced sitting and rest but if you sat there and you watched it and I was like I didn't really enjoy that then it's like okay there's no need for me to finish the season that's okay I don't have to love every show that's on Netflix because there's no way in my life that I will ever be able to watch all the shows on Netflix so I think that starting to play around with okay do I like running I'm going to go for a run. Now, you're, the first time is going to suck no matter what you do. So maybe we're going to go a couple of times. Maybe we say we're going to try it for a month. And we see by the end of the month. Do we like running? Nope. Still don't like running. Okay, we're done. Or, you know what? I'm starting to like this. I don't like, Oh, I'm starting to meet people with this running. And I'm starting to get some socialization out of it. And I really am starting to have a good time with it. And it's like, oh, maybe I'll keep going with that. Or, you know, I, I'm trying to give a couple you know, real life examples from the more hobby perspective necessarily so that you have an idea of what what we're talking about for that passion, that thing to find who you are like as you, not as a mom, not as a what your job title is, not as a partner, just you. Yeah. And I what you were talking about with running and like kind of things sucking the first time it made me think of something else is that I think Most of us are so like in our daily lives, we have our routine. If you work, then you've been like doing your job probably for a while. And I think as adults, we forget what it's like to be brand new at something. And we forget what it's like to learn something and kind of not be like somewhat good at it, you know? And so I think if you're learning something new that sounds interesting to you, then I think there's a lot of people who can get discouraged by like just being really bad at it. And they're like, well, this isn't for me. I'm terrible at it. It's like if I went and took a pottery class right now for the first time, it's like I would probably suck. Well, I have taken pottery and I really do suck at it. But like I would probably continue to suck at it. (laughs) And it's like 
even if, you know, there's that difference between like, oh my God, being in, you know, being at that wheel and doing that was super meditating and amazing. And I ended up with a shitty misshapen bowl, but my time was amazing. Like Beth said, like, it didn't feel like a waste of time. And who cares even if I throw it away at the end, like I loved my time there versus like getting so caught up that the end product was shitty and kind of missing out that you loved your time there, or you just might not like your time there period. And then, you know, that's that. Um, like I took ballroom dancing once or like it was some type of dance class because I love dancing. And so I thought it'd be really, really fun. And I like got a Groupon for it and I took a couple classes and honestly, I am so bad at following someone's steps. Like I don't, that's, yeah, I don't, like, I don't even like doing, you know, whatever the cha-cha slide and crap like that where they tell me what to do. And so I was by far the worst in the class, but I kept going because I was like, you know what, maybe I just need to get better or whatever. And like, honestly, I really hated it. Like I wanted to dance the way I wanted to, to the music. Like to me, it didn't match up right. Like I like to kind of just crazy dance. And so I didn't end up finishing out the group on because I was like, you know what, like I really hate being told what to do when I dance. Like I would so much rather break out, like go to a club and just like crazy dance than do this whatever you know, steps. And so it's like, whatever, I tried it out and I really didn't like it. Um, versus there's other things like I've gone to those, like, you know, paint nights and whatnot. And again, I'm not, I am not like an artist in terms of stuff like that at all. And my, my painting kind of sucked, but like I had a great time. It was super fun. So like that could be a super fun hobby. Or I mentioned singing, like I love singing. I'm terrible at it, but I love it. And I do it, you know, there's those like differences. So I think figuring that out is, is really important. I love all the things that we've talked about today. I think that it's sort of kind of appropriate to say, okay, so we've talked about all these things. So what do you now need to do? And I feel like we're going to be a little bit of a broken record because it's going to be spend some time, get a piece of paper or get your phone out and open up a notes app and just start thinking about those questions who has a job that you really love? What are you good at? What are you bad at? What do you think about in the shower? What are things that you enjoy? Or what are things that you don't enjoy? Um, and then, you know, just really getting into thinking about in your day to day, maybe you don't write it down, or maybe you write it down later, like what really lights you up? What gives you energy? Do you feel better doing X, Y, or Z? Or do you feel worse when you do A, B, and C? So thinking about those things and writing them down, and you can have a list of 20 things. It doesn't matter, but at least it gives you a starting point. Um, I also want to make note that that if we're talking hobbies specifically, um, even, even non-hobbies, think seasonally. So in the summer, well, no, let's say the spring and fall, where I'm kind of like in between my two favorite hobbies, I'm kind of like, I have nothing I'm passionate about. Because in the winter, I love to ski. And in the summer, I love to swim. But in between, like, I don't really do either. So I get into this like funk of, I don't really like to do anything. So thinking about there may be different things that you like to do in different seasons. Maybe you love to hike or maybe you like to paint, but you only like to paint outside and you don't really want to paint outside when it's pouring rain out. So thinking about that is also a part of it. And it depends on the season with how your mood's going to be. You're, you want to think about these things when you maybe got a little bit more sleep or maybe a little less, less sleep, like just trying to 
process it and list them down is just to give you that starting point. Totally. And from, from a hobbies perspective, if you're like, I don't know what the hell to do. I haven't had a hobby in so long. Like go on Groupon and just like look at the experience, you know, something like that. Cause I have a lot of whatever cheap stuff and be like, what sounds really fun to do? And just like, try something out. Like don't overthink things, you know, just be like, whatever, what the hell? Let's try this out. Grab a friend or do it by yourself, whatever you like better and just go for it. Yeah. And I would also say, um, looking at meetups, you know, mm. just see what kind of uh, meetup.com, mm-hmm. see what kind of meetups are in your area. Because it's like, well, I want to do this, but I need a group of people. Maybe there's already a group of people in your area doing it. Or maybe you'll see like, there's this one group in our area that's like the Extreme Adventures group. And they do like rock climbing and other things that like get your heart pumping kind of group. So there may be like a paint group, or, or I don't know why I keep coming back to painting. I'm really not that interested in painting myself, but um, you might find it that, that that group exists, or you can go, and even if there's some that have like um, a fee to join, they usually have a, a trial day or something like that, or join a book club, find, find a book club, start a book club, those kinds of things. There's definitely, when you're thinking about from a passion project, just... Just do it. If it's not, if you're not looking to monetize it, just take a step in the in one direction. If it doesn't work out, oh well, we'll just try something else. Totally. And I'm going to add one more piece and I think we might be wrapping this up. But if right now you're listening and you're like, and when the hell am I supposed to have time for all of this? I'm a mom. Like I got my family. That is just all the reason more to do these things. Because when you have things in your life that bring you joy, that energize you after you do them, you have more energy to be the mom you want, to be the wife you want, to be the person you want. So these things are, you know, you can justify it if you need to justify it as like literally a way to be a better, like get through your week better. Because when you do things you love, it is like, I don't know, a thousand times more easy to get through the other mundane tasks that we have to do as adults. <laughs> I want to like reply with the praise hands emoji, like <laughs> preach mama preach. Yes, that is a huge, huge important comment. So I am so glad that you mm. said it that yes, taking care of you is like the probably the number one thing to actually care for your kids and your family better if you are miserable it does it just it creates this vicious cycle so find it and if you have trouble finding it reach out to somebody maybe maybe you can ask a friend and say hey what do you think i'm good at because they i feel like we've we talked about this last week as well like your friends like the people closest to you your partner they might be able to say like Oh my gosh, you have so many hobbies. You do all of these things and you just think about them as like part of your day to day and you don't think about them as hobbies. Just ask them and see and and you might be surprised at what you find. All right, well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. Next week, we're going to kind of progress this discussion and we're going to talk about if you want to monetize your passion, how to fuel it. So follow us on social media for news, updates, and calls for questions. You can find me, Beth, at Beats of Real Eats and Andrea, Dr. Andrea Moore, on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. 
Show notes for this episode and all podcast-related information can be found at realmomsreallife.com.